0: From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Our guests today are the Hollering Pines. If you like good singing, it's going to be a good show. If you like good playing, yep, also a good show. And if you love yourself some heartbreakingly good songwriting, also, it's going to be a good show. The Hollering Pines are Kiki Jane Seeger, lead vocals, bass guitar. Marie Bradshaw, lead vocals, acoustic guitar. M. Horton Smith, mandolin. Daniel Young, supporting vocals, on drums, playing with brushes today. We're going to hear him on lead on one of these songs. And Dylan Schorer, acoustic guitar and dobro. These guys have played Nashville's iconic Bluebird Cafe, the Red Wings Music Festival in Virginia, shared stages with fellow Roots-based act, like, acts like uh, Dwight Yoakam, Nico Case, John Hyatt. City Weekly Music pegged them as one of Utah's top 20 bands, saying, quote, their depiction of everyday life, plaintive songs, masterfully crafted with evocative lyrics that could make Lucinda Williams pull out a hanky. And I have to say, after listening to some of their songs several times over this week... I got so lost I kept wondering if the stories they were singing about were their memories or mine. It just felt that real. They're the first band we've ever had on the show that's gigged on Antelope Island in the middle of the Great Salt Lake. Maybe we'll ask them how they survived the brine flies and the buffalo. The Hollering Pines latest album is Long Nights, Short Lives, and Spilled Chances. Great title. Let's hear one of the cuts right now from their album. It's Rainy Day Woman. You Any day woman. That's from the album *Long Nights, Short Lives* and *Spilled Chances*. We're hearing from the Hollering Pines. They are live in Studio Six today. Marie Bradshaw, lead vocals, acoustic guitar. Marie, welcome back.
1: Thank you. You've actually
0: been here before. It's actually, I think in part of another group.
1: Yes. That's correct
0: now, I love all this cross-pollination with people singing with each other and tonight's kind of an interesting night because we're gonna hear songs from your last album. also we're gonna get a preview of some from an upcoming album and another surprise or two thrown in.
1: That's right
0: <laughs> So I have to ask you uh, one of your heroes we read is John Hyatt.
1: That's true
0: and that you did a soundtrack uh, sound check one time you're you're running through things that he you saw that he was watching from backstage after soundcheck he met you backstage and said, Why don't you live in Nashville? Why don't you guys live there? I thought that was the perfect question. What did you tell him?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't think I told him anything. I was so starstruck. He's (laughs) honestly, like, I, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people don't know who John Hyatt is, but he's probably my favorite musician of all time. So it was pretty amazing to hear him. And when we open for, we've opened for a lot of acts, and generally they just don't bother to stick around and listen to the opening act which totally don't blame him but I was just amazed to see him there and a little bit uh, unsettled <laughs> uh-huh.
0: so if you had to just answer to yourself right now what's the reason for it? just because you guys are so good
1: uh, uh, well I think I think there's a really vibrant music scene here and a lot of connections that we've made with other musicians and I'm Nashville is an amazing place to visit. But it's so saturated with people just trying to get somewhere.
0: We're glad, we're glad you're here and that <laughs> you're doing what you're doing. I want to ask also about uh, one description I've read of for you, uh, maybe we didn't announce, but you and Kiki are sisters, actual are. sisters. And so it's often described as blood tight, <laughs> blood tight harmonies, which is a yes. great description. Did you always sing together?
1: No, no, we didn't get along till a few years ago. When we <laughs> stopped living in the same house, but um no, we our, our mom always did a lot of harmonizing along to you know, sometimes to our <clears throat> I don't know uh, the right word, but we didn't always like it, but she did a lot of harmonies in the car while we were driving places and it just kind of stuck. so
0: you got we got it your. And how do you decide who takes the lead because I see you trade off?
1: Um, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I, I write a lot of the songs, and so I, by default I end up singing a lot of them, but um, there's a lot of songs that I know Kiki's voice would be better for, so.
0: It sounds so good together. You know, John Hyant is not the first to mention Nashville for the for you guys. Uh, a reviewer, reviewer Colby Stonehawker wrote in City Weekly, we love this quote, Utah is lucky these country crooners haven't decided to fly away to Nashville yet so we're gonna keep you while we got you so let's hear some more music we're gonna go ahead and hear a pair of songs the first one is a newer song that's going to be on an upcoming record for the hollering pines this one's written by marie bradshaw we just talked to after that uh we'll, we'll fill you in on it i think it's a country waltz with a very interesting twist but here is tell me you're leaving
2: I don't wanna have to beg, I don't wanna have to cry Honey, if you're leaving, won't you look me in the eye Tell me you're leaving
0: Harmonies. tell me you're leaving that is from the hollerin pines they'll be putting that on an upcoming album we're going to listen to one now from the past album it's a country waltz i'd have to say it's kind of fun because the music's pretty happy but the subject not necessarily i asked marie before what's this about she said well very loosely based on advice from an aunt when she was sort of a teenager." Experiencing her first breakup. And she said, and this is good advice, people. I'm telling you, this is good advice. Don't do anything sad you wouldn't do happy. Here is Don't You Say Nothing. One, two, three. One, two, three. Don't You Say Nothing.
2: Juice. Mm-hmm. See
0: and pines don't you say nothing from their album long nights short lives and spilled chances that's uh, kiki seeger marie bradshaw sisters lead vocals and various instruments also mandolin m horton smith daniel young Uh, Supporting vocals, uh, drums with brushes today Dylan Shore, acoustic guitar and dobro Daniel, as we were looking up stuff about you Like, what should we talk to Daniel about? One thing really jumped up We are the, as far as we can tell You are the only person we know of To ever have used the hashtag Hashtag glorious analog tape (laughs) You've never seen
3: that anywhere else, huh?
0: I don't You're think so. You're the wrong people online. That, I think, yeah. I, I need I need to get connected with with the right people. I guess. So uh, for Christmas, would you love like some some one-inch tape, 16-track, maybe? Well, two-inch
3: if possible. If but possible.
0: if you've got the machine Santa for it. If Santa brings
3: one inch, we'll go for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, what is this love affair with analog in a digital age? Because I'm telling you, those machines are they predate you. They are older yeah. than your existence
3: yeah I've always loved them i've I bought a one inch machine about twelve years ago It's <laughs> actually broken right now for the first time it's not working <laughs> but they take a lot of maintenance but i I love the sound I love the the analog sound I do digital as well but still just love the analog what is it so do you the, so you you're perceiving a, a a real aural difference there's something that glues it together away the digital is digital can i mean they're really close digital's getting really close to to matching that sound with different plugins but
0: so where did you first figure this out and and start to hear the
3: analog machine so i'm a really big fan of the band Uh called the band and um that's i saw garth hudson is recording their albums and john simon is they were all recording their albums on on tape at that time, which probably everyone was recording on tape, but I saw a lot of the pictures in in their album covers and online. Those big reels turning. I was like, turning. man, well, what, what's going on over there? Is that <laughs> what they're recording on? Where's the computer? And so I would I searched it out and really just fell in love with it. So I mean, it
0: how just, hard is it to get reel-to-reel tape these days? They
3: actually make it still. Um, you can buy vintage tape online, but um, it kind of flakes off and, but you they still make it they still make
0: it but yeah. well, it's nice it's that that you not can digitally back it up just yeah. in case so yeah it, it doesn't yeah, and that's fall what apart. I do yeah so you have your own recording studio in the basement of your house you yeah. and Kiki husband and wife right. so you have your home lots of us think of the kitchen as the gathering place yeah it sounds like maybe your studio we, we were reading about all these friends coming over yeah
3: we uh we've had a good time uh this last year we've done um I did a solo album down there and we did a record for Ryan Tanner and uh, Deborah Folleringham as well. I know they've been in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a fun time to hang out, and you don't have the pressure if you're in a studio. You can be in the house, and you can, you know, be cooking I, upstairs. And yeah, also, I was gonna say I, I'd
0: be thinking I could go get a bite of peanut butter right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Unless I'm gonna sing yeah so most people they go to the studio and everybody's watching the clock oh every hour yeah. you know but this this lets you just kind of hang out and say yeah. hey let's let's record that
3: that's where it's nice yeah you don't have to worry about the money and your budget you can just go and take the weekend or the week and just record and see what happens
0: i really like that idea that sounds great so who knows maybe we'll hear uh, some some in the pines recorded it's the plan In the In the the basement. Very nice. Well, one thing that I really liked was uh, you posted on social media, this is clear back to 2014. Oh, boy. I've changed a lot. (laughs) I think it's nice. It says, I might sell my car for a 1944 Martin guitar that I just played. Maybe I could strap wheels to it, use it for transportation, too. Once again, this is a guitar way before you were even bored. What was it about that guitar?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I guess I like older things. I was at acoustic music in Salt Lake and I picked up this guitar and I, I, I knew I had to get it but but no one bought my car. So I <laughs> that's what it was. So I still take. have my car and I have my I still have a nice guitar. But it it wasn't as nice as that one. It was like fifteen thousand dollars. But wow. so but that those, was sort
0: of, was that the heyday of the Martins? Yeah,
3: yeah, I think so. Um all the wood was, you know, now is aged and it sounds better and but I don't know if I'll ever be able to afford one, so I just go hang out in guitar shops and play them.
0: Yeah, they're still there. Yeah, They can
3: still be played. Yeah, it's probably still there.
0: Good, well, we're gonna hear some more music. We've been talking with Daniel Young. He's singing, he's also playing drums. Uh, He's using brushes today so we can hear everything in this studio, doing a great job. The song we're gonna hear is uh, kind of a surprise one. It's called Teach Me. This is written by Marie Bradshaw that she has recorded with another band she sings with called The Souvenirs. Here we go.
2: Oh my Lord, it's been so long. I forgotten how to pray just when I need him most. I don't remember what to say. My mama taught me once to get down on my knees with well, he, but the rest won't come to me. Teach me WON'T YOU TEACH ME
0: HOW TO LEAVE MY
2: TROUBLES FAR BEHIND ME I WANT MY God BACK HOW DO I REACH it? PLEASE WON'T YOU TEACH ME TO BREAK I got. I leave my trouble far behind. It's yeah.
0: Live from Studio Six, that's the Hollering Pines. They're performing Teach Me, written by Marie Bradshaw. And uh, Kiki Jane Seeger is one of the lead singers, also bass guitar. That is so gorgeous, that harmony. I just have to ask because you know, I just get chills hearing your voices together. Does that ever happen to you when you're singing?
4: Yeah. All the time. That's, that would be that's one so of the cool. things that keeps me going. It's just the feeling. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh! It's just up. like physically, you feel good when you hear something so yeah. amazing like that. Oh, well, thank you. I'm only slightly jealous, but man, I can listen to you on tape. So <laughs> I'm just trying to picture what it would be like to be doing that yourself and get chills like, wow, that's pretty. <laughs> that's <was> pretty good. <laughs> so let me ask you, Kiki, because uh, the bass is not quite as tall as you. But there was a time not many years ago when it would have been. When did you pick up the bass and start playing?
4: Um, I started playing, I think, about six years ago, by default, kind of. We just needed a bass player, and I was like, sure, I guess I'll do it.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Willingness, you were exactly? Yeah. Yeah, why not?
4: It, It was a learning curve to sing and play bass at the same time, but...
0: Well, you got that yeah. down.
4: Oh, well, kind of. I don't know about that.
0: So tell me about discovering Tom Waits, because you are not just an enjoyer of Tom Waits music. You have actually a whole project in mind. But when did you first discover Tom, Tom Waits?
4: I don't even think I remember. I don't know. Just, it just always kind there. of is, has always been.
0: And have you always liked out-of-tune pianos?
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about out-of-tune
0: pianos, but. Detuned, detuned. Mm-hmm. I, should, I should phrase that carefully, but what is it you like about Tom Waits you're gonna be doing an album of, of his songs and you know a very different voice you're not going to be trying to be, you you know imitating Tom Waits
4: yeah, absolutely not I don't I don't know if I'm very good at it. <laughs> so um what do I like about Tom Waits I love his earlier work how the melodies in his songs are just incredible so mm. melodic and the lyrics are so visual and it just transports
0: you that's, that's amazing a, yeah it's a great those are great reasons something about it some people might just hear his voice at first and think hey that's a train wreck what you <laughs> know, but but there's something very real that yeah. his experience shows through so this summer you were in virginia you, you played the red ring red wing roots festival you played with the steel wheels and mipso and uh you and Daniel, are husband and wife. Yes, we are. Lots of folks uh, can hardly find time to sit down and eat together, but you actually get to write, to perform, make music together, and tour together.
4: I guess so. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was asking uh, what we're setting up, now that he has a studio in a house, is, do you see him more because he's home or less because there's a studio?
4: Definitely less because there's a <laughs> studio, but uh, we're both very independent people that need our own space. So okay, it kind good. of works out. So I like got... being kind of introverted, so it works out.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to hear another song. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you. We're going to hear a, I don't know if this is my very favorite of the night, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to ask Marie after this song, something about it, because I, something about this I just love. Carla Kane. We're going to hear this performed live in studio. I want to read a review from Slug Magazine, uh, One of the reviewers said, Life is stressful, it's hectic, it's unbalanced. Sometimes it's just plain hard, but I have found the perfect prescription for it. On a mild June night, surrounded by a few hundred beautiful strangers, lay back on a cool bed of grass under a clear Salt Lake City sky, and let Carla Kane by the hollering pines wash over you. (laughs) we <laughs> That's from their latest album, Long Nights, Short Lives, and Spilled Chances. We're listening to The Hollering Pines' Carla Kane. Marie Bradshaw, get to talk with you one more time. You're very kind to do this twice. <laughs> uh, I have to ask, there are just some songs that have this, this simplicity about them, but it's deceptively simple. The way you write, uh, do you slave over lyrics, or th- is this just the magic gift from heaven that you just write them down, that they turn out that way? Because as I listen to them, I think, this sounds simple, but it creates so many mixed emotions, which is a real skill.
1: um I, I think that's just part of the reason I fell in love with country music is because mm-hmm. of its simplicity. And so I don't know I don't know if I slave over lyrics, particularly, but i I do kind of feel influenced by a lot of country musicians who really just find the simplest way to say complicated things
0: yeah well like that carla Kane. to to me i mean i i've pictured a whole story in my mind yeah actually within you know within a couple of lines and then i keep adding it altering it as it goes but it's still a mystery it's sort of like uh the day that billy joe mcallister jumped off the Tallahatchie bridge and oh to billy joe's like why we, we may never know but this is my chance to ask you <laughs> what oh, happened to well, Carla Kane? Are you still wondering?
1: You know what? We get, a, like, every once in a while, we get an email that's like, do you know where I can find Carla Kane? I'm looking for her, and I see you have a song about her, and we're like, no, she's fictional. So <laughs> this is a, it's a song that Dan and I uh, worked on together. Um, yeah, she's not a real person. We, we just kind of got thinking about uh, kind of the roles that um, – people can play in your lives who aren't family and uh kind of got thinking about maybe someone who is like a nanny or a caretaker that yeah. just kind of went away one day with no no word so yeah so
0: much I, I guess the mystery is part of why you love it part <laughs> of why, why we love it well done let tell us about this next song of uh, falling
1: oh, okay um
0: this is going to be uh, probably on the upcoming album
1: oh definitely mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, I wrote. I actually wrote this song on an airplane home from Nashville. Um, I just felt really uh, inspired, and it's just kind of about uh, kind of going down to your sinking down to your lowest level, and just being happy there's someone there with you. <laughs>
0: so. Okay, good. Because a, a song written in the plane called Falling, I'm, there, it could I could be a right? whole it it's, could go a whole other it's way. It's
1: ironic, but it <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, it worked out fine. We landed safely and <laughs>
0: Here we're you here are. Today. Okay. <laughs> well, let's hear this one. We're going to hear Written by Marie Bradshaw, This is Falling. It's a newer song that will be on the next album that the band records. We're listening to The Hollering Pines. They are here live with us in Studio 6. ¶¶
2: There's no telling when you reach the bottom and the thing.
0: heard it here first that's falling from the hollowing pines written by Marie Bradshaw that's a song that'll be on the next album they record we'll talk just a minute more with uh, Daniel Young he's been singing uh, drums we're going to hear him on a lead coming up in just a minute but besides the whole analog thing that we learned about you uh, here's a little story which is a college professor had a student that wanted to be a poet who's really impressed with this student. And then he, he said, Well, Bill, show me what you've written. And he, the kid brings in what he's written and. He's really puzzled. The professor is because it's so bad. <laughs> and so he says, Well, who do you read? What poets are you reading? And the, the guy says, Well, I don't read anyone, I don't want to be influenced by their styles. Mm-hmm. And I think this is totally the opposite of you because what we we read about you is that you are always listening to what's going on in your genre and other genres. What do you get from listening to so much different music?
3: Yeah, I, I do listen to a lot of music. Um, it's it's inspirational for me. I mean, if I'm sometimes if I something comes in my head and I start start a song that way, it kind of leads to something else from maybe something else I've heard maybe the past week but I think if you're always listening
2: hmm.
3: who knows who knows what's going to come out I mean I don't want to like copy other people but it's more just you know it's influences just and
0: maybe that creative energy yeah, just hearing yeah thing, maybe
3: so. I mean I like to really I like to go to a lot of live shows too and that really gets me excited say okay I want to go home and write a song tonight or and I like supporting you know, artists when they come through town. Hmm. We like when we like when we play and there's people in the crowd. So <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's a good yeah, that's a good Yeah, thing. it's uh but yeah it's Well you also do some rockabilly. I guess that's how we describe the song we're gonna hear, Cadillac. So uh, where do you get your rockabilly je- rockabilly jeans from? Oh man, I don't no um
3: I don't know if this one's really rockabilly, I guess it could be. Um, Maybe
0: that was our best stab. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, So this is just a Cadillac's just a country song that, I guess country slash rockabilly, that my friend uh, Ben Child and I wrote a long time ago, actually.
0: This did really well. You were a finalist with this song in the Fest Chris Austin Songwriting Contest. yeah. Yeah, it was it was really exciting to go down. So is there a this is where you send ago. in a song and then they listen to them and they pick the ones they like and yeah. have you come perform.
3: Yeah, they sent in a bunch of entries and and then they contacted me and Dylan and I went down and they said you can pick one person to come with you. And um Dylan and I went down and performed and got third place. So it was great.
0: Very nice. This is an Congratulations. amazing festival. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I want to ask you. Uh, this is you didn't even get to bring someone with you. You opened for the Steve Miller Band at the yeah. Red Butte Gardens. That's a pretty big deal. Pretty fun. But it was just yeah. you. So did you? Were you thinking, how do I get enough energy with just me to? Right. Right. This, this crowd. How did it go?
3: Yeah, I remember waking up one morning and I looked at my phone and I had a text message from the promoter and he said, Hey, do you want to open for Steve Miller Band? And at Red Butte Gardens, and I instantly I just said yes, but then I, was, then I said, well, can I bring at least Kiki? Because I feel a lot more comfortable when she's singing with me. And he said, no, they only want one person. And so I was like, well, can I say no now? <laughs> and he said, no, I've already confirmed it. And so it was, it was great, though. It was, it, it felt like, I feel like I really grew a lot from it playing in front of all
0: these people by myself. Nice, nice. That yeah. seems like a, I, I could just see you breaking out in the sweat. I would, I, <laughs> yeah. would, I would. Well, let's hear this song Cadillac that you guys wrote. Uh, Daniel is also open for Larry Campbell, Teresa Williams. They've been here on Highway 89. Great, great folks, kind of royalty of Americana music. They, and uh, he's open for them at the Stateroom here in Salt Lake City. Here is Cadillac. Cadillac, from the album Long Nights, Short Lives, and Spilled Chances, we've had a chance to be here in Studio 6 with the Hollering Pines. They are Kiki Jane Seeger, lead vocals, bass guitar, Marie Bradshaw, lead vocals, acoustic guitar, M. Horton Smith, mandolin, Daniel Young, vocals on drums today with Brushes, and Dylan Shore, acoustic guitar, and dobro. The Hollerin Pines, you can look them up online, holleringpines.com. You're going to love the music. And I'm really looking forward to this next album. Excited we got to preview some songs. If you are listening at home or just caught part of the show, you'd like to hear it again or share it with someone, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org highway89 and follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our film assistant is Abby Vance. And the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.